Hello and welcome back to number 277 of the Whatnots Review Show. And yes, we have our cameras off because we're in costume and we're about to do a costume reveal thing. Happy Halloween to everyone out there. Uh, we hope you are having fun and being safe and getting all kinds of candy. But yeah, Melissa, we, we have we have some costume. You, you, you challenged me to to do some costumes that were based off things we've covered here on the show. Mm. Um, so I'm excited to, to, to <laughs> see what we, we both come up with here. I'm the one who issues the challenge every year. And still, I feel like every time you outdo me. I don't know about that. <laughs> they, they, the ones we did for the captain's log this past week, I think were equally ridiculous. Um, so I mean I I I had fun with them, but for this week let's uh I'll I'll do a a countdown from three like I tend to do over on the reactor uh, and then we can turn our cameras on uh, and see who we're dressed up as and get the show started. All right, three, two, one, go. Oh, cute. Oh, you Dipper went pies. back there. <laughs> oh, nice. That's a very good costume. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so we first started trying this last year. Let's dress as something from this year. So there are earlier years of the podcast that uh, have not been covered. You are free to mill from them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then your costume. I'm trying to, to think and remember. Tattoos, stars. <laughs> I see. Uh, no, they're the tattoos. The, the fact that they are tattoos is the only thing that matters. These are just what the tattoos were in the package that I have. The mm, fact that okay. it's a star means nothing. OK, so who's in a like a cutoff shirt has tattoos? It's not, it's not supposed to be a cutoff <laughs> shirt. I just could not find a sleeveless shirt. <laughs> that was the okay. specific color that I needed. Okay, so then I'm guessing now Dom Toretto in uh No. No? <laughs> I you told you it's not supposed <laughs> It's If who, I give you this costume then. If I give you the very important message that John Wick will be excommunicado in 1 hour. Do you uh. remember who, who I am? I'm not a specific named character. I'm I'm <laughs> one of those one of those switchboard operator ladies from the John Wick movies oh, where the like yes. little pink blouse and like the little pencil skirt with their hair in their bun and they look so classy, but they're like covered in tats. Yes, and they're absolutely. like sending out all the bounties and telling you, you've got one hour and then you can go knife John Wick. Get at it. There you go. My next guest would have been uh, Columbo, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no you you yeah now that you mentioned it i, th I think you did a fantastic j j j job before we got on recording you, you were like i put some extra time into this that i, I don't think was i had to, I had to put it, but. so many of these individual little temporary tattoos on my body and like every one of them <laughs> takes like two minutes I was sitting there for like an hour. I'm like, I'm not done yet. Why does this take so long? <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. 
if you guys did not know, right here on the Whatnots Review Show, each and every week we have a different story to talk about. It could be a manga, it could be a movie, it could be a comic book, anime, TV show, all sorts of stuff. We come back here, we read it, and we watch it. Uh, and then we come back here and discuss it. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson for True. some Hellboy. We're yeah. continuing our coverage on Hellboy. Also, wrapping up Spooky m- m- Month, um, which is interesting because normally the way things fall with Spooky Month and our end of the month thing, we usually push our end of the month special to the start of November. Mm. But Hellboy is kind of spooky. So we were like, yeah, he's, stay. he's the one time Just- we felt like we don't have to do this anymore. Yeah. And we saved ourselves from having to explain that every week for five straight weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So here we are talking about some more hell boy. Yeah, I'm excited to get into this one. But let me ask you this first, Melissa, do you have any kind of Halloween plans? Did you go to a party this weekend at all? Or did did, are are you doing something on Tuesday? I normally host bar trivia on Tuesdays, but my venue decided to cancel a couple days ago. I guess they thought they wouldn't get enough people to make it worth my while to come in. So I don't know. I I don't know what I'm going to do on Halloween. Just make my hot dog mummies like I do every year. You've been released to go trick or treat. (laughs) Eat a bunch of Reese's Cups. Find a movie that's scary enough for me, but not too scary for my roommate. There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, I don't think my partner and I will be doing much on Tuesday night except for passing out candy. Um, We've already started our annual watch of Over the Garden Wall, uh, which is Mm -hmm. a a fun one. And then yesterday we went to the Freak Festival here in Oklahoma City, (laughs) uh, which I wasn't sure what to expect. Like, just based off the the name, I I was like, okay, so it's gonna be like a bunch, like it's it's a circus thing, right? This is mm. like circus freak uh, thing, and no, not exactly. Uh, it was kind of a horror con uh, slash mm. goth con, if that just all all sorts of weird oddities that you could find. It was a bunch of different. The, 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 the vendors, uh, they had a trick or treating thing so families could bring their kids and then come up to a bunch of the tables and get candy and stuff like that. Uh, but it was neat. It, it, it was fun. There was all kinds of people selling art and stickers and magnets and co- costume stuff. And yeah, it was it was fun. It was good. So did you see any what, good costumes? You did. Um all kinds of elaborate ones, the like Japanese style, like nurse mummies that have their like face what? all wrapped in. Be- I don't know. I, I just expect it to be f- from like some what? Resident Evil video game probably, or some like probably. Japanese horror movie. Um, but yeah, we saw stuff like that. We saw people who were dressed up as like witches and wizards. I saw uh, Miles Morales. I saw Spider Goen. I saw a Buzz Lightyear, uh, who I guess is not really a goth, but yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> Maybe um, on the inside, 
He loves Morrissey. We don't know what yeah, Buzz Lightyear gets up to in his alone time. <laughs> There's no sign of emo life anywhere. It's <laughs> <Right? laughs> like no hot topics to be found. <laughs> right. Buzz Lightyear to Stark command. We cannot find hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> Buzz Lightyear to Stark command. Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. <laughs> Great. Um, but I will have more to tell you about th- that okay. on the captain's log this next week and just our experience g- g- going th- th- there. Um, but let's get back to hell boy uh, and all of that stuff. So for this episode, we read volume seven through nine. Uh, and I am pulling up the Wikipedia page so I can get the names of these volumes here. Actually, I have them right here on my phone. That might be a little faster. Uh, seven through nine, we read volume seven, The Troll Witch and uh, others, volume eight, Darkness Calls, and volume nine, Wild Hunt. So there you go. Um, I have to say, kind of uh, reading these volumes, especially these last two, Darkness Calls and The Wild Hunt, um, which it looks like were the first two parts of kind of a trilogy of volumes. We did not get that third part yet. We will do that next time at the end of November. Um, but it, it, especially reading those last two v- volumes, this is where everything finally clicked into place for me. Because um, we've been reading a lot of uh, like short stories, one off, like here's a little two-part story arc and it's just like oh yeah there's this one time hellboy did this and there's this one time mm-hmm. hellboy did that and i like those stories like some of them are fascinating but they don't always kind of come together in the way that i was kind of expecting them to or uh had had hoped for in the sense that i kind of wanted a more cohesive narrative um and I know that the volumes that we are reading aren't necessarily in publication order. There's a few things that are mm. slightly out of place, and, you know, moved around just to make like, here's a better like here's a volume that you can uh, read here. That's not all mixed up with with stuff. Um, but yeah, I think everything finally clicked into place for me uh, rating these 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 books here and I, I know on the cover of volume nine it had a, a little, little like fake sticker on on mm-hmm. there that, that 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 was like well i we're, we're reading it digitally there's no you can't I, put a sticker <laughs> on something digital it's a, dig, it's a digital sticker yeah it's fake <laughs> it's a fake sticker I, li- I like that you distrust that there ever was a literal sticker put onto any literal copy well i'm not talking about a literal copy right. <laughs> um but well so i i look my my dipper pines G- gravity falls journal three yeah. that, that i have here has a fake sticker that says number one new york times bestseller and it looks like it's like scotch t- taped on there uh <laughs> and stuff like that so anyways fake stickers aside um it had it 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 said on volume nine like now a hit movie or something like that and immediately my mind went to the guillermo del 
Korra ones, right, which they were just talking about in some yeah. of the introductions uh, on the previous volumes. And yeah, we're not no. reading the the front matter when we p- page through each of these volumes to see exactly what year was this published? What year did these stories draw from? So we've been well, real lost in time. I know we started in like 1996. Well, that's the thing. The, like the, the, these stories were originally published back back then, but this specific updated volume of what we read here is closer to like a 2019, 2020 See, I have no idea when the volumes themselves were actually collected and published. <laughs> because that sticker, and then if you read the intro, the intro in in some of the of these volumes, there's an a, a foreword from Mike Mignola talking about how David Harbour got cast in mm. the movie as Hellboy. So it's like, oh, he's. He's talking about the newer one from a couple of years ago, not the Guillermo del Toro runs, which they were also talking about in the the intros, like just a couple volumes ago. So it was, it was, it was strange to have that like disconnect from time. Um, but I I enjoyed it because these two volumes were like one big long narrative. Uh, and also started to tie in some of the characters from the the short stories that we had read previously. So I enjoyed mm-hmm. these a lot, but I've been talking for a little while. So, Melissa, what did you think of, of, of these three I- <laughs> volumes here? I have struggled with thinking about them. I've struggled with thinking okay, about the fair. whole thing because I because <laughs> I just want to chill out and enjoy it hellboy is my friend now we've become quite close and i look forward to reading his adventures every month but i wanted to i i look at these the way people will just throw on columbo be like i don't know what's happening it's columbo he's he's doing his columbo thing and it's sort of how i've been like he's hellboy he's hellboying around (laughs) yeah he is hellboying around in Indeed, this was also because I, I know previously we talked about like we want to see Hellboy with cats because that was such a big <laughs> thing in the <laughs> movie. And we True. finally got yeah. some Hellboy with cats uh, in, in, in this or at least being followed by a bunch of cats uh, in this one here. Um, but yeah, this were this was inter- interesting because these were the comics that the David Harbour Hellboy movie was based on so that mm-hmm. I, that at, 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 at least like i felt like i had some familiarity uh with them because even though i i like the guillermo del toro hellboy movies better uh i like i don't really remember like okay were they pulling from a specific comic other than mm-hmm. the like mm-hmm. origin i don't really yes. know um it, it could very well be that it was just like, yeah, we took the like first three volumes against, you know, him versus it's, Rasputin. And I was like, OK, I don't mm. remember that. But yeah. yeah, it seems like those movies might have had less material to draw from. And Guillermo del Toro and, and any screenwriters who may have worked with. I haven't seen those movies in a while. I need to revisit them. May yeah. have extrapolated more took characters like Abe Sapien and and Liz and made them more of a presence when they're really not in the comics as much as you would think after watching those movies. But getting to this Wild Hunt volume, I could see how this was a more 
literal and faithful adaptation for turning yeah. that into the David Harbour movie, which I don't remember super clearly anymore. But these did bring back uh, these did refresh my memory a little bit. Like, right. Right. There is like a, a witch on like a hill. Yep. There's a girl. Uh huh. Indeed. Indeed. Funny enough, you and I did an episode of the reactor core mm. on that Hellboy movie we did a whole spoiler cast on on that but yeah if you had asked me like a couple days ago to remember anything from those movies i would have been just like i cannot help you at at all i i think ian mcshane is in it yep is that true that is (laughs) okay always love a good ian mcshane we we cover such a dense amount of content here over the last several years. If there is anything I have forgotten or absorbed on only a surface level, it is because we <laughs> we do so such much. a volume, yeah. right? Like Indeed. there's lots of topics that I really want to dive into. I've got lots of things I want to say and insights and perspectives and theories. And some weeks it's like, I just watched it or I just read it. It was pretty good. <laughs> I, I, I my brain needed a little break. Um, well, let's see here. Let me do a quick kind of plot synopsis of what's happening uh, right now. So recently, Hellboy has kind of been on a journey of self discovery. Right? He he mm. quit the BPRD uh, in the last handful of volumes that we read and his journey took him to some interesting places uh that journey is continuing here in these three volumes that we read um we learn that he's kind of moving from place to place staying with friends that he used to know but it turns out that hellboy ages differently Mm -hmm. so a lot of these people have already passed away but he's just still staying in their house being like, well, they invited me that one time. Right. Like, right. <laughs> it um, seems like he is like seeing ghosts and like not caring to think too hard about would that person still be alive? Is this a ghost? Does this ghostman mean, mean me trouble? Like, yeah, he's talking to somebody who's like, we found you in the house of these sisters who died several years ago and he's like i don't see how that's any of your business whether they're alive <laughs> right <or> yeah <laughs> um but while he's doing that and trying to discover himself uh hecate has been incapacitated mm-hmm. uh and as a result there is kind of a power vacuum there's a bunch of dead witches that r- 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 rise up and come back to life and they want Hellboy to be their king uh meanwhile Hellboy comes across Morgan Lafay who's also like oh hey by the way uh, you're like the last known descendant of King Arthur. So technically yeah. you're the rightful heir to England. Uh, <laughs> congratulations. We want you to be our king. Uh, We're going to put you on money. Right. Everybody's yeah. going to pay for things with hell bucks now. Yep. Indeed. Hell coin. <laughs> Bye now. Hell coin. Um, and, and and then on on top of that, I, I, I like he's also destined to be the king of hell once he beats Satan. So everyone just wants him to be king, be our king. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, no, I don't want to be king. 
I don't do this. I just stop. (laughs) Stop making me be king. I don't want to do it. Mm. Uh, And yeah, he's just kind of in the middle of this like three way tug of war to to just be like, hey, you 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 were meant to lead here. Um, and in in the midst of that, the Baba Yaga is still uh, after af- after him. Uh, but things are 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 starting to come together here with uh, just a, a bunch of the characters we've seen in the past. Both the uh, the woman who had her baby replaced by that troll. We uh-huh. now see the, the or I, I don't know if troll is the right word, but he changeling grew up. <laughs> thank you we see him a little bit more he's the one that uh like summons this new queen who could potentially be the queen of the witches um and uh we we see that the like the woman who had her baby re- replaced we see her now she's a major character in this arc <laughs> no, she, kind of is isn't um, this the baby this is the baby grown oh, up be. right it might yeah be. and that happened um, back in like the 50s or whatever but she still looks like she's like 28 because yes, you, the, the faith right. folk yeah. ha- have continued to visit her and she's like oh they've been kind to me so she's got this sort of enchantment over her that makes her look more youthful than she is really she's known hellboy for like 60 years yeah Indeed, indeed. Um, and so, yeah, we get to see Hellboy punch in a whole lot of stuff in, in here, which is always a blast. Um, All kinds. All new. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's kind of the, the, the plot synopsis. That's what Hellboy has been up to recently in these books. Did you want to add any other kind of final thoughts to that? Did I miss something? We have a new artist. On some of these volumes, yes. I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but I think for the last two volumes, or at least major stories that we read, uh, Mike Mignola is still writing and there's a new artist who has got mm-hmm. a more detailed style because Mignola's style is so minimalist on purpose. Yes. Uh, so it's got less of that blocky, shadowy, blunt sort of look to it, but just enough to make it feel familiar. It feels like it fits right in. Yeah. Uh, the artist's name is Duncan Figrito. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe I pronounced that correctly. I, I hope I did. Um, but yeah, his his artwork is fantastic. It is very much inspired by Mignola, but not copying it. And then, of course, having Dave Stewart uh, on on the colors, you know, you know, just makes it all like you. you it feels like it fits right in. So good stuff with that um cool well i say we take a quick break for some housekeeping uh and when we come back we will dive into uh these these books here a little bit more in depth so we will be right back here at the whatnots we make multiple different shows and a lot of hard work goes into making them so we would love it if you check them all out if you enjoy our shows patreon.com slash the whatnots is the best place to show your support For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to episodes and at our $3 tier, a Patreon-exclusive podcast, The Pilots Club. You can even get a shout-out and thank you on most of our shows at the $5 tier. And if you're one of our patrons already, thank you so much. It means the world to us. 
You can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch for video versions of the shows, trailer reactions, and live streams. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a hoodie or a mug or something else, head over to thewhatnots.com store to pick up some merch today. All right, we are back once again. A big shout out to our Patreon supporters. We love you a lot. Thank you. Thank you. It means a ton. Uh, over on the Pilots Club this month, we got to talk about the amazing screw-on head. Which, yes, if you're a Mike Mignola fan, that might sound familiar because it is. This is an a- animated pilot that aired on Sci-Fi. Uh, did not make it to a full show, but it, it is based off of a Mike Mignola comic of the same name. Uh, and I had a blast talking about that one. Um, so go go check out the Pilots Club on that. However, uh, after we record uh, this podcast here, we are about to record uh, this, the Pilots Club for November, which is on Manifest, uh, which is a show that I had been interested in for quite a while, uh, considering I was a big fan of Lost and, you know, Plane. Weird thing happens to Plane. What was mystery? I don't know. We've covered <laughs> weird planes several times. Yes. Friends passenger a list. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Of course, right here on the review show, we kind of already mentioned it, but this has been Horror Month all of October. Uh, we are wrapping things up this week. But this past week, Melissa, you and I got to talk about Mindhunter Season 1. Uh, this is one of my favorite sh- shows, uh, but it is based on true events about the FBI's behavioral science unit developing uh, the way to study serial killers, as well as coining that term uh, and, and stuff like that. And it, it was a blast. Um, not horror specifically, but horror adjacent for sure, because it is like a spooky mm. psychological thriller um, with some some real creepy vibes in there. Um, yeah, I like that one a lot. It's good. Over on the captain's log, we just recorded our Halloween special on that. Uh, if you guys are digging us here in costume for the review show, you should also go check out our Halloween special over on the captain's log. because we were also in costume on that and some ridiculous co- costumes for sure. Um, we had a blast. Uh, what we do every year every y- 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 with that is we take uh, stories that we have talked about in the past year on the excuse me um on the the past year on the captain's log and we twist them into horror stories uh so things that happen to us funny anecdotes so on so forth we take turns being like how can we make this spooky how can we make it scary it's fun it's a blast uh, and then last but not least, we have our reactions up to Loki season two, uh, episodes three and four. 
uh, is is out there and you can ch- check it out. I think we had a fantastic discussion on our last one here. That is definitely something to check out. Um, so yeah, I think that is kind of about it for another bit of housekeeping just want to check in and remind everyone john wick is excommunicado in 30 minutes okay (laughs) thank you yeah good (laughs) uh also also before i forget uh november 1st i think the day that this goes public is the day we are switching to our new rss feeds uh, so just be on the lookout in case there's anything wonky with that. There should not be. You should not have to do anything with that on your end. But if there is something wonky going on, you might just need to unsubscribe and resubscribe. Uh, and that should hex it. Um, but yeah, just a heads up with that. That will be switching to some new RSS feeds here. Yeah, Okay. There we go. That is it. That's housekeeping. Let's uh, let's get into spoilers for Help Volumes Seven through Nine. Here we go. Okay. Um, I know. I really before we get into the like main story that feels weird to <laughs> say here, but those 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 two volumes that have the bigger story i do want to talk a little bit more about the artwork uh mm. and and, st- and stuff that i think is uh neat that both mignola does and uh this new artist um let me make sure i know their name once again it was duncan Figrito, i believe duncan Figrito. um yeah so one thing i noticed in this first volume that we read here that i really really enjoy um that mignola does is kind of in his panel layouts he's he's often he often keeps things very contained within his like squares or rectangles or stuff like that but he he makes them a little bit more dynamic in the sense that he then often cuts up these spaces into like smaller squares and rectangles than you might mm-hmm. expect. And sometimes these panels don't have and like they don't have a main character. They don't have like the main scene. It feels like B-roll to to mm-hmm. to what the, the story might be if this was tr- tr- translated into film. Um, it's it's just like a, a panel of a skull or bones or like here's a fly or like a weird looking Mm -hmm. bug right and he he just includes these little details in there with that and i i don't fully know what it means i i i I don't know there's supposed to be meaning in these things but i feel like it adds meaning to these objects in in weird ways because he's choosing to show you these these things here um is that something that you've picked up on in in previous volumes at all uh as we've read this he is very good at atmosphere at scene setting at an establishing shot i haven't thought as much about the insert shots 
insert panels as they are. That is a nice perspective. Yeah, it 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 on, on one hand just kind of feels like, well, I want to fill some space and I don't necessarily have and and, and this is not to say that it's like, oh shit, I'm running out of I ideas. What do I put here? But like it seems much more purposeful than I think I can latch myself on to. I like I'm I'm in a similar way to the way that they do the shadows in the artwork and it's just these thick, impenetrable black shadows, right? It it feels like this is a similar thing of like, I know something's there, but I don't know what it is. And I kind of mm. like that. Because uh, in in the sense, it's almost doing the opposite at the same time. It is showing you something instead of a lack of something. But I'm just like, I don't know why I'm looking at this. It's creepy. It fits in with the vibe, with the atmosphere, all of the, 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 that stuff. And I like it. I enjoy it. But yeah, it was, it was just like, huh. I like I, I was just starting to like truly zero in on this. Like this is something he has been doing this is something that i've noticed but didn't know i noticed if that mm. makes sense i don't know but um but yeah then as 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 we said we do get a new artist uh for these these two these last two v v volumes did you have any observations with his art things you liked about his art stuff that stood out to to you uh it that. is a, a, a nice change of pace to get some real intense details on some of yeah. these creatures. This might not be the same artist. There's another story called like Hellboy in Prague, maybe, that also has a, a non-Mignola artist. But I don't think it's this uh, the one we're with for the Wild Hunt and those stories. There's like another guest artist on one of these. But that's a story where we see the city covered like we see it lit up with spirits like all sorts of different like mm -hmm. weird funny ghouls I think and do you remember this one artists uh that we've seen so far is richard corbin um, that might have been ed he's he's done uh so he did the macoma story uh in in volume seven okay here uh he's he's done some of the cover art Every now and then, I see him mostly as a cover artist, I think. Um, but, but yeah, he, he seems to be one of the common collaborators, but not necessarily on the main art often, if that makes sense. Okay. I guess that does make sense, but yeah. Um, so that, <laughs> that may have been, been him. I don't think we've really encountered many other artists up till this point. I, I think my commentary really suffers by not writing notes when i read this like this, i read this before i go to bed my phone's already off i'm kind of trying to unwind and that means that my thoughts are not as wound up as they should be the point i want to get to is the big baby the big mm. floating baby with the giant head and like this withered little body just like not a human child not a human yeah. child at all some sort of other creature just floating around the skies i loved that guy <laughs> yeah yeah i i 
I liked the sense of detail in uh, Figurito's artwork as well. Um, it does to me make the the art visceral. I think is is too intense of a word because I feel like it still has a bit of the minimalism that that Mignola mm. brought. But yeah, you can start to see like. Oh, yeah, I guess Hellboy's skin isn't necessarily smooth. Like, it does have some hair yeah, on his we had some of that knuckles for the or, first or, time. or stuff like He's that. He's all craggy and stubbly. Yeah. Um, and it's just like it, it's just it, it's it's just enough detail to give you a few extra bits, right? For him to put his stamp on, on it and and be like, yes, this is a different artist, but it's still the thing, you know and and are familiar with um and and so yeah i i i felt right at home uh looking at his 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 artwork um which i also was going through the like sketch pages and stuff that they have at the end of these v- v- volumes and some of his notes and stuff like that and there was a sketch of Hellboy doing something I forget exactly what but the the note from the artist was like this was one of the early sketches that I did for Mignola uh to try and like prove that like I was the right man for the the job and looking back at this I don't know why they picked me like (laughs) this sketch is all sorts of wrong of wrong um but but yeah, his his artwork, uh, I, 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 th- I think, re- really tunes into stuff that Mignola is trying to get at um, just the, the, the way he does his line work, the way he does his creature design. Uh, he just did, did, did a phenomenal job honing in on that, but not being an exact co- copy like we saw in the amazing Skaru on head mm. like they're mission was kind of different not to make it their own but like to make it like let's make mignola's artwork in uh like in a animation style um which i think is a completely different challenge in and of itself which i I think is also still fascinating to see of of just like wow you can do his style perfectly that's awesome (laughs) um but yeah I, i i i say kudos to Duncan Grito, some good good artwork. I like this, um, and I know he's not on the the book all the time. There are other artists that come in and do things um, later on down the road, but uh, we we will see his name quite a bit down the road. So good stuff with that. Um, let's see what what do we have here in this first volume stories let me go kind of want to cover these short stories before um i do really like the the structure of these volumes overall that you have the larger mm-hmm. main stories and then a lot of these miniature supporting stories that are just one shots hellboy goes to this place he encounters this creature yeah absolutely um yeah, it's it, like that is the thing we've mentioned before, too, that like he is a character that feels like he can have this legendary status of just like there was this one time and it fits. It works. Um, 
you, you can just see him be like, yeah, I, I, I don't mind a story where he's off in some different country who knows how he got there and is discovering some folklore from from that country or, or has discovered it once in the past, but is now encountering it a second time. Um, some good stuff there. So we get. Uh, see, I, I kind of liked this Hydra in the la 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 Yeah, that was a fun story. I like the setup that this was a story his daughter tried to come up with when she was little. And later he's like, can I make that into a real story? Can I synthesize all these things she said when she was a little kid and make it coherent? I the in in the midst of that story, yeah, he's hiding this like it, it's the Hydra, this like three headed monster. And yeah, then the lion shows up to which Hellboy stops, looks at the Hydra and, and just says, do you know where that lion came from? Uh, which I, I thought was a great panel of of, of his like <laughs> signature sarcasm of, of just like, wait, mm. you you see that, too, right? <laughs> I, the joy of Hellboy is that he, he's like, I'm a Hellboy. Very little surprises me. So to have him walk through all of these preposterous mythical circumstances with just mild bemusement or just like, ah, it's it's another day. Clock in, clock out punch a golem or whatever it is i'm up to yep. the times when he is like huh what's happening those <laughs> those are real gems right he's like i'm i'm fighting a hydra why is there a lion here i'm <laughs> <Right>? busy <laughs> just a, a, a normal lion this makes no sense why not like a three-headed lion or a lion mm. with wings right nope just a normal lion um let's see here the troll witch was there anything interesting that i liked in this one um i don't really remember too much oh about that's this the troll one where here. like the the there's the two sisters correct and yeah. one of them's like turns into a troll that was a nice one yeah and and then she's keeping her sister's head like in a box in the in the closet or something Something like that. Uh, that was a weird one. Um, let's see. The Vampire of Prague. This might be the one I think you're. Yes. Talk- this you is the one with the giant here. headed like baby ghost. And there's like a nun with a knife stuck through her throat or whatever. We just get some right. very fun abstract kind of ghouls wandering around who are less like this is part of a specific folklore or something. Maybe they are, but it's almost more as like visual not quite gags they're not silly enough to be gags but yeah. it's it's a very playful story i liked that one he he mentions in his like little excerpt before this story he says my first trip to prague was with di- director guillermo del toro back in 2000 to scout locations for his blade 2 film uh and and said to look for kafka puppets just fun he was like he's there helping them scout for blade two (laughs) (laughs) i just know they've been friends for so long (laughs) he was there even for non-hellboy movies 
Yeah, I, I I like the bit in this one about the like different calibers of the of the grenades. He's like, use this one. Rarely ever use this second yes. one here. And then he just yes. rips one out and tosses it and instantly sees that's the one he's not supposed to use. And he's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> it would happen to Hellboy like that. Oh, well. Um, yeah, I, I like I, I I like these these short stories a lot. I think there are a lot of fun. I do like seeing other artists on Hellboy, too, and to see what their interpretations are. I will say I was not as drawn to the artwork in this Prague story as much. Um, it felt too much like a departure from like the, the the standard Hellboy look, but I still enjoy, enjoy, enjoyed I, it. Oh, it's after being with one artist for so long, they're just being the, the creator, the primary creative voice on the story. Yeah, I was. I, I like that we had a departure. <laughs> I like yeah, that we sure, did get sure. to see him another way. And again, like <clears throat> we're getting this sort of density of details that we wouldn't have gotten otherwise with Mignola artwork. Right. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I do, 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 do think that that is ref refreshing every now and then here. Um, yeah, and then Macoma was the, the big last story that they did here in this volume. Um, which is this like strange, like, let me tell you a story that seems to be oddly about Hellboy, even though it's not yes. really about Hellboy, but it is, but it's not. Um, that one was fun. Some interesting creature d design in that, too. That's a good fun stuff in, 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 the, in this book here. Um, but I do want to get on to the, uh, these other two volumes here, because that had a, a, a big... Big old chunk of meat for us to chew mm. on for sure. Um, so, yeah, I it I didn't recognize. I think that the second volume we read, volume eight, as much. But immediately once we get into volume nine, the one that has the fake sticker, um, it <laughs> uh, it it was like, oh yes, I do remember this like weird room where like these older white pasty j -j -j gentleman brought him in to be like we're gonna go on a hunt we want you to accompany us on the hunt for monsters and it's like uh, okay uh and then he they betray him and they try and hunt him and then he has this like weird trip where he like yeah. feels like he's in a dreamland or something like that um but we'll get to that in a sec this the, the this eighth volume though is more about baba yaga still kind of being after mm. him um of being like hey you took my my eye that one story so long ago it's time for me to get you back an eye for an eye uh as as they say and she sends this like unkillable killer uh, after Hellboy, who's just kind of ch chasing him nonstop, uh, mm. he gets chased into these 
woods where he gets protection from just a, a more like fairy tale like beings these giant mm-hmm. wolves and like the the woodsmen uh who's pr- protecting them it's a lot of fun i i liked this story a lot um that he's yeah. just kind of being like slowly chased like not like mm. run through the, sh- the, the 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 streets but just like slow this guy is walking and like he's after you and he he will get to you eventually uh, however his, long it takes his he can't die because his soul was put in an egg which is like inside a duck inside, inside a, a rabbit goat. there's like yeah inside why? a goat there's like so many <laughs> turducken layers yeah. deep and then the to try and give <laughs> right and then when she wants to like give that soul more power baba yaga has to kiss the goat she just has to she, completely uh, yeah, make out mouth with a goat to mouth and like <laughs> I, I read that as like she put her m- mouth on him to like mouth to, to, to mouth and breathe inside the goat which then like lit up the inside of the goat like there was some light source on the inside that was like escaping then through the eyes just all kinds of weird stuff of just like i don't get this i don't understand but that's what i like right it's just that weird things are happening yeah just pulling i imagine these are details straight from folklore i think the mignola introductions have led us to believe that the weirdest stuff often is he's like i don't gotta make this up russian peasants in the 1500s made this up for me (laughs) i bet you makes out with a goat eh (laughs) it's the wrong (laughs) accent entirely but still (laughs) we encounter vasilisa at some point who is Mm -hmm. That was like a name I had buried. I took some sort of a myth and folklore class Mm -hmm. uh, as an English major in college. And I'm like, I have not heard that name in uh, 10 years, (laughs) 10 or 12 years. And like it flooded. Not with memories. I was not flooded with memories. I did not remember who she was, but it's like I had to hear this name a bunch once. 12 years ago and then I finished that class and then I dropped all of that knowledge because I had another class after that Vasilisa is I think a a Cinderella equivalent Mm. interesting and it's interesting Yeah, she appears as this like little girl in this very ornate traditional dress with this this headdress and everything and we see her outside of the story she comes back and she's in this a final story with all the King Arthur mythos, just sort of appearing as this like guardian spirit to Hellboy. He's got that little bird also. I do like Mm -hmm. that. This has largely been a story about all of these different mythic forces just existing in the shadows. There's no hints or clues. Suddenly just somebody is there. Suddenly a Baba Yaga. Suddenly a dark, creepy mermaid. They're all here and they all know Hellboy and they all have like plans and ideas for Hellboy. And he's like, I don't know any of this. Just let me sleep. I want to go back and take a nap on that dead lady's couch. I want more pancakes. But it, <laughs> right. He is a man of simple pleasures. He doesn't want to be involved in any of this. To ha- 
it's a nice change of pace that there are some more friendly spirits out there who aren't his like immediate co-workers at the BPRD or folks he met, you know, growing up with Professor Broom or anything like that. Just if there's all these mythic forces in the world who know Hellboy and are like conniving and scheming for Hellboy, I like to see that there are some that are also on his side, that there are benevolent spirits out there also. Yeah. Or at, at least ones that recognize their own place in the food chain, yeah. so to speak, of of like, look, I'm not powerful enough to like vie for Hellboy to be the king of whatever <laughs> faction I want him to be king of. Right. So I'm just going to sit here and watch how it all plays out and see see what happens. Yeah, that that is nice to see, see them do that or even to like provide bones in in the way that uh Lisa does she goes here's these the like these things here it's that comb and something else i i I don't remember what that second thing is uh but yeah that thing where he drops the comb and like a forest just immediately like springs up uh which was awesome um yeah i yeah there's just some some fascinating stuff fascinating details in there of yeah just like i don't know how anyone would ever make up this stuff whether it was mike Mignola or some 15th century peasant mm-hmm. who was just bored out of his mind right um it, some of this stuff is just so detailed so creative so wild that is just, just it like it, to then bring it all together like that I, I think is part of the genius of Mignola mm-hmm. is, is like taking all of that stuff and weaving it into a tapestry that is fun and it makes sense and it, make, it makes a whole new story and is not just like mm-hmm. oh you're just doing this other thing to like mash them together I get it but um, no like he, he 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 can make a genuinely interesting good story um with all of these 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 things here um i also liked i i don't remember his name or what he was exactly but that little like house troll spirit thing that was like in the stove just kind of like Uh waiting there hell walks in the the house he's like hello is anyone here and no one really answers but then he finds this like thing this like troll spirit thing i don't know um in in the the stove and he's like this is my house i've been here like protecting this house for so long (laughs) and then immediately that's when the the door gets smashed in and uh the the turducken assassin is uh (laughs) is is here like kill boy i'm going to kill you Mm -hmm. Um, yeah that stuff was not as familiar to, to me um from the the 2019 hellboy movie but definitely this last volume was um with this little pig man bringing this box up the hill to this lone tree mm. and re- re- reincarnating or something this uh witch queen mab yeah is that um, her I th- there's I so many like so. mythical queens 
We've met Hecate. We've met Baba Yaga. We we get uh, Morgan Le Fay in this story. Right. Every yeah. powerful woman from any folklore you've heard of, she encounters Hellboy at some point for good or for ill. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Morgan Le Fay, Excalibur. Um, I don't know. I, I at one p- p- point, I thought there was someone named Nimue. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. When you say that, I can't picture what those letters look like on the page. I don't got that. Oh, well, anyways, <laughs> I, I really um, have to be better prepared next month. I I've I enjoy these books the way I enjoy a warm bath. And after you take a warm bath, you don't think about and analyze and remember the details of warm bath. Sometimes that's all you need, though. There's nothing wrong with that. And if that's how <laughs> you connect you have a to the story, you have to do. But if that if that's how you connect to the story, that's a OK, because ch- chances are other p- people will connect in that same way. There's a lot of this that j- j- like I'm. I'm looking for like details and things I can in the art of like, but look at these panels that just focus on weird B-roll stuff. Right. Um, Like I'm, I'm trying to pull out those details, those details, but also there's so much of this that I, I don't understand. It goes over my head. I don't know this folklore. I'm not familiar with that. So if it is more of a comfort, food right where it's just like ah oh, yes the adventures of good old hill boy right and uh, <laughs> you can enjoy it that that way i think that's perfect per- perfectly valid um there for is, a civilian but not for a podcaster <laughs> um anyways uh yeah so I, this was immediately a whole lot more familiar from that hunt uh, that I mentioned earlier to the the trolls that he's beaten up to, to uh, yeah, this this witch queen on the hill. I was like, OK, I vaguely remember all of this. Mm. I don't remember exactly how it all turns out. I remember this whole King Arthur stuff. He gets the sword of Excalibur. And I vaguely remember you and I, as we were discussing the movie, just being like, yeah, this was an angle I wasn't expecting. Uh, the whole Excalibur, like King Arthur, Arthurian legend mm. stuff. Because um, that's not necessarily something. I mean, like, it's not necessarily something I think of as like <sighs> folklore is not the right word. Exactly, like the, it's the, more the, of the like did stuff that I often exactly. Yeah, it's more of like true legend, like sort of (laughs) it's got a higher status than your average story about uh, a changeling or something. King Arthur, when you invoke him, you're invoking truly a big power and something that does is sort of larger and more recognizable and has been told so many times in so many different ways and been interpreted and, and, and the mythological, you know, the <laughs> people put him on a pillar. People are like, King Arthur is a symbol. He's more of a symbol than your average vampire is. Right. Yeah. 
um, or e e even just like the obscurity of like Vasilisa. Like I've never yes. heard that name before. You right. had, but that was in some like college English myth mm. course. Yeah. Right. Uh, and yeah, like it, there's certain that like I like the obscure, the, these small details about the Baba Yaga because the Baba Yaga, there's so many stories about her as well, but mm. they're all just so different they're all like they all have some weird details about her that the uh, other ones don't have or or stuff like that where the story of king arthur they're just kind of seem I, like i know there are other interpretations but like there seems to be a like the mainstream king arthur mm. interpretation yes. the disney hide here is the sword in the stone um Aww thing like that but yeah it, it just it fe feels weird that inclusion but then to hear him talk about the story in his like little intro is also like but this also makes perfect sense yeah right in in Mignola's like the in the way Mignola like sneaks comedy mm. into these stories and stuff he often approaches his stories with, with the like wouldn't it be funny if and and yes. and then like wouldn't it be funny if Hellboy got kidnapped by mermaids? <laughs> right. right. And then he makes and sense like this is an awesome story. This is so cool. That's the thing, is that he's not going for very major mainstream, frequently retold bits of folklore. We don't get Cinderella. it's not in the fairy tale realm. We don't get Cinderella, we get Vasilisa. We're not getting like mm, yeah the snow white or anything like that so the king arthur stuff is like oh that's a bigger that's a household name we're dealing with hellboy doesn't typically deal with household names in the realm of myth and legend yeah but i i do like how they tie that back and, and they how they have always talked about his demonic father you know his demonic destiny and mm -hmm. they remind him you had a mother also what legacy does she leave you and to learn that she's like the bastard daughter of, of Mordred. Uh, and, you know, she's had like this long part of this long line of daughters. And Hellboy is the first son in generations and generations going back to Arthurian times. And they're yeah. like, well, that leaves it to you. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Here's England. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, like that. It like that. The. That also fits in in the like it 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 feels very hellboy for him to just be tugged in kind of all different directions of like we want you over here but there's a monster over there but you could be king over here but you could be king mm. over here too right and he's just like oh I'm gonna have to right. deal with all of this right. aren't I and this is right <laughs> he left the BPRD behind and that because seems way stuff. simpler than any of this right. Yeah. He's like he, he hasn't even gone back to see Abe Sapien in a while. He's <laughs> like, there is no place where he, there's not a major obstacle and and set of expectations for him. He really doesn't have a lot of safe haven, so it makes sense that he's just crashing at a ghost's house. Yeah, and it, you, it's almost like you wonder if he's sort of going mad or like crumbling mm. in some way that like he's staying at somebody's house and it looks like it looks to him. That that's a living person and just just not really thinking about how shouldn't that person be dead by now? Didn't I meet them decades and decades ago? 
and then you you see that they are a ghost. Right. But it's also like, does it matter to him if he's staying in a ghost house? Like, is that truly worse than anything else he could be doing? I mean, not to him. These ghosts are nice. He's like, I'll stick with a nice ghost over like any living creature who's like rubbing its hands together at me. Like, yes, Hellboy, you will do great things. Yeah. Like, I. I think you might be on to something there because, yeah, there was a lot of pressure from his job, which is partly why he quit. But also this whole like we want you to be the like king of hell. And then he's just like, no, I let me just escape from all of this. Like, let me go be alone for a little bit mm. and discover like who I want to be. Um and on that j- journey, yeah, is that first we, we talked about it last time of like there's that one scene where he's drinking in the bar by the beach there. And then the like we see a panel from like outside of the bar looking in and it's like him and the three skeletons that he's j- 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 he's j- drinking with, even though he saw them as like real people. And that's in a more dreamlike state but then yeah you start to see him kind of make active choices to be in those situations uh when he's staying with these people that have already passed away and then in the hunt when he fights the trolls um there is a line afterwards where he's reflecting on this moment that he beat up and cut up and killed these trolls he was like i actually kind of really enjoyed that uh Mm. in a way that is scary to me because i let loose on 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 them and in that instant his horns grew back he he ripped ripped them to shreds um and yeah, like it it's it seems like he's he's still discovering himself, but he's he's actively making choices that are potentially concerning or mm-hmm. yeah, he's starting to question like but I but I like this stuff that I said I wouldn't do. Mm. Maybe I should explore that a little and more he's, here. He's also in an environment at all times just by how he lives in this wild world where he can easily be tricked he can easily be enchanted or mystified i think there's a part in this mm, yeah final volume we were reading where he attacks all these like he, like he just grows the horns he attacks people and then he's like wait what was that did i really do that did i dream that there's a part where he like he sees the the funeral for alice's dad and he's like was that a dream I don't know what's real anymore. Anybody, I could be in a dream state. Anybody could be enchanting me at any time. I don't have like a really strong grasp on what reality is anymore. Yeah. And what Um, could I do when I'm misled? It made me think about the bit in old man Logan where Logan thought he was killing a bunch of sentinels or whatever, but really he was killing the other X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 what? it's Hercules. The old man Logan story is meant to be a riff on Hercules killing his wife and kid. Um, 
the, the way he was <laughs> tricked, he thought that they were one thing, but it turned, turned okay. out to be his wife and kid. And old man L- L- Logan does the same thing. In, I don't in know co- anything oh. about. I don't think about Hercules that's outside of that Disney movie. I got to tell you, I thought you were talking about Hercules, the other Marvel character from the end of Thor, Love and Thunder. I'm like, no, I remember that happened to Logan. <laughs> no, that that they they do the same thing to to him. And it's it's meant to be a a direct reference to the the trials of Hercules. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I like I, I I think with this v- 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 volume, we 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 don't get to see the conclusion though. So mm. I'm hoping that this next volume that we read will be a a a conclusion in the sense that I hopefully he will finally figure out who he is. He will have a kind of return to form. He's now gone on the whole hero's journey. Uh, thing and he will come into his his own um that's what i'm hoping for i know we have those like those final three volumes of just the Hellboy comic um but i i know his story continues on i know there's all the comics i was gonna ask these 12 volumes that we are reading over these months is this a complete story is there something in this 12th volume we're going to read that is like and that's the finale i leave hellboy to rest now or is it like that's as much as we've done maybe we'll come back later or we did a spinoff you can read about just the bprd or just abe or just lobster johnson or whatever like are we going towards a definite conclusion point in the series you and i are doing i I am I would imagine because, again, I haven't read like this is my first time reading all mm. the whole blah, 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 stuff and knowing that there is a lot more, more, more stories being told in the Hellboy universe and still being made. The first issue of I, I think a giant robot Hellboy came out this past week of of us recording this so yeah he's still making hellboy stories so I, I i think if we get a conclusion it's a conclusion to his like who am i story arc who am mm. i hellboy and then yeah if we go into stories like the uh, hellboy and the bprd it, it he like we're not gonna have a whole arc of him being like but who am i well, like, what? Where do I come from? Like, he he's already figured that out. So it's then maybe a conclusion of of uh, or a an investigation of his relationship with the BPRD or the BPRD's adventures with him. Right? I don't know. It feels just more, more like a a conclusion of identity, if that makes sense. That's mm-hmm. what I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, I had a blast with these. I'm excited to read these final three volumes uh, next time. Um, I don't know if I have much else to say on 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 these three volumes here. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting that uh, 
they were they was it was like check out the brand new movie uh, I, <laughs> like that's I, the thing is like even though it it jogged my memory of the movie as i was reading it i also don't remember how that movie ends me either i i intend to rewatch them i the first hellboy movie the first Gamble del toro hellboy movie is on netflix the other ones are probably somewhere i just went to netflix and there it was right in front of me i'm like oh good i won't have to dig for this one when i want to rewatch it and i asked my roommate if she was interested in watching it with me and she's like that's too scary hellboy scary i'm like hellboy hellboy's a friend have you seen him he's a good he's like a big gentle softy she's like i don't i don't like movie right i'm like this is no scarier than dr strange or something and she's like i don't know just the way he looks creeps me out but he likes cats and pancakes i'm like like, this is not a perspective i've heard of before no it's it's understandable too scary yeah there's certain things that i i'm like you know me i'm also a horror baby i don't like scary things (laughs) but yeah i i i I can also do like i have a much higher tolerance for like horror comics and stuff Mm. like that and if it has a different angle on the horror aspect if it is like a psychological thriller and is that kind of horror i i can do that stuff but there is also a lot a lot, a lot of things that i'm I'm just like i don't know that looks scary i don't know if i want to do it <laughs> so understandable um cool well i would say this would be a good time for us to check in on bingo but i don't i, I still no, don't no. think we have any other kind this feels of- like it's this feels like a story that should have given us a treasure map at some point, but that's the one sort of yeah. <laughs> legendary three, adventure Hellboy has gotten to go left. on. Three volumes left, so we shall see um, what happens with that. But yeah, not much of an update for Bingo. Uh, we've been per- per- pretty much at a standstill for that uh, for quite a while. But uh, yeah uh there you go we often save our recommendations for the first time we cover something and the last time we cover something on these end of the month specials so we will give some recommendations the end of november when we finish up our coverage of hellboy um yeah as far as next week goes uh we already have what we are going to do uh picked out let me um god why am i blanking on the name um it's it's persona it is ingmar berkman's persona persona film let me look this up this is a swedish film 1966 swedish film this like avant-garde psychological drama all in black and white I've heard incredible things about the cinematography, um, but yeah, it's about a nurse and her patient who kind of kind of have uh, retreated into this beach house uh, for uh, just a little bit of not solitary confinement, but just to kind of like escape. Yeah, recuperation. Yes, recuperation. Yeah. 
Um, and it starts to blur the lines between is the patient even real? Is the nurse real? Are they one in the same? Is it who, mm-hmm. who knows what's happening here? Um, and uh, you know me, I like a good psychological thriller. So um, I'm excited about that one. That's what we will be talking about uh, next week. It is available on Max, on HBO Max, if you guys want to check it out um, with us. Persona. Yeah, there you go. That's what we will do. Start of November. Um, but I think that about wraps up our podcast for this week. So, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? I have a uh, pretty empty so far, but I hope to do more with it. Letterboxed at WilkyWit, W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. There you go. Um, you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer. Uh, and if you would like to stay up to date with us here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on most social media places. Uh, so please go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. If you're watching this over on YouTube, we have plenty more vi- videos for you to check out. Uh, that would help us out as well. But yeah, this has been uh, number 277 of the Whatnots r- r- Review Show. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.